Yo, what's up, guys? It's the Lunch Boys podcast, uh, the first episode. I'm Ryan, and to my right and left are my friends Henry and Jake. Uh, we're a political current events podcast. Slash satire. Slash satire. I don't want to sure. get in trouble. Yeah, just to, for sure. Just to cover anything crazy we Cannot say. Cannot be responsible for everything we say. Or responsible <laughs> for anything. Not a thing. None of this is real. Um, but just to get the vibe. Uh, we're all on the libertarian spectrum. Uh, correct me when I'm, when I'm wrong. Sort of. Yeah. Well, we're, if you assumed that I was an ANCAP, 90% of the time you'd be right. I'll pass it to Jake to uh, say yeah. where he's at. <laughs> I, I would say I am a recovering conservative. And that I, am, I still like the idea of government. So the Anne and ANCAP with the anarchist side makes me nervous, even though it is, I do realize it's probably more logically consistent. Uh, and I guess for me, uh, when I sleep well, I'm a libertarian. <laughs> but when I go through my entire Facebook feed, I'm authoritative all of a sudden. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. And that's Colin. You should tell him about Colin. Oh yeah, yeah. Colin is an alter ego. Um, although, I don't know. I feel like I haven't defined who Colin is. Maybe that's everything that I just don't want pinned to my name. That's fair. That's Colin. <laughs> that's fair. Colin, can we tell the Colin story real quick? That guy at, from church, we don't know who he is, and he saw Henry, and he was like, Oh, I remember you, man. Your name's Colin, right? And Henry goes, Yup. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely correct. And it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. And it stuck, and now he's getting his name legally changed. Yep. I thought um, so, at least, right? Oh yeah, that's I, in the books, right? I identify as Colin sometimes. Gosh, <laughs> good. You're trans, Colin. Yeah. That's what. It's one of those things we don't want pinned on our names. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we got things to talk about. Um, my thing, the defund the police movement. That's all of a sudden becoming. The, like the most mainstream lefty position. R.I.P. George Floyd. By the way, I'm black. I feel like <laughs> listeners should know that I'm a black guy. Yeah. Anyway. That's, that's fair. And I'm sure you can tell that I'm crazy white. <laughs> uh, but I think it's ridiculous. And I, I forget who said it, but I think somebody else also said it in some article or podcast. Everybody on the mainstream left jumped straight from socialist to let's abolish the police. Like, the number one thing against, like, anarchism as, like, a philosophy or even, like, medium to hardcore libertarianism is what about the police and what about the roads? They skipped Ayn Rand. They skipped Milton Freeman. Yep, Milton Freeman. Yeah, whatever his name is. They skipped Henry Hazlitt. Like, all of them. And they were just like, yeah, we don't need police anymore. They jumped all of those hoops and just landed to the most, like, mainstream anarchist political theory. Yeah, just get rid of them. And like that blows my mind. But it's funny though, because they're they're only talking about it from a way that serves leftist ideas. Oh yeah, which I, is very interesting. And this is like the most vocal on Instagram I've ever been, like on my personal Instagram I've ever been about any issue. Because it's finally like, except for I guess gay marriage is the first time a libertarian thing has been in the mainstream for forever. Even their legalized drugs campaigns are like only legalized some of them. Yeah, you know, so it's like. <laughs> How is, the, how is that logically consistent it, in any way? Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> this is the first time where it's like, oh, okay. But everybody's saying, like, we're going to defund it and take all of their budget 
to go fund other social programs we want, like public schools and like. Which oh, those are doing real great right now. Yeah, doing great, yeah. yeah. But like sending <laughs> social workers to cases of domestic abuse. If you think they're going to get there within the week, like you're out of your mind. Government spends money well often. Often, often. Like should always. Yeah. yeah. So I said on my Instagram, I was like, let's just for a hypothetical, uh, in our city, which I'm not going to pin to us <laughs> at the moment. Uh, <laughs> our police budget's around 300 million, and our school budget is around 1.4 billion so it'd be about a 20 percent increase if we put all of it towards one like one thing like if you got rid of the entire police budget all of the police budget just to public schools we have 176 schools so it comes out around a million and a half per school and now we have to trust the same like idiots and monsters who took the money from us to divvy it off towards the people who need it one and a half million is not even that much in government money so it's just not going to go anywhere. It'll yeah. likely build a lot of arenas and stadiums at schools. A little bit more sod. It would be kind of cool to drive to school in a cop car, though. <laughs> uh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Ready to go to school. <laughs> Imagine there's just all this police equipment on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> what you got there, Timmy? It's a taser, Dad. <laughs> Could bring a taser to school day. <laughs> so yeah, dude, I got a tank on clearance. It's unreal. <laughs> I always have a parking spot. It's crazy. <laughs> they see me coming and assume that I'm handicapped. Well, like, for real, for real, like, that's... I can't. <laughs> but, like, for real, that's, like, one of the things that I've been really frustrated with, with a lot of the opinions people are throwing around, is it's, like, yeah, we spend a lot of money on the police, but, like, one of the th- reasons, like, I've been going back to Rodney King, because it's a tradition that, you know, black guy dies, we, if we hate the president, it's his fault, if it's Obama, we don't talk about it, um, and then what we do is we say we need to do this big thing, we post on our Instagrams, and then, you know, Tuesday morning tea continues, we don't care anymore, we stop talking about the names of these people. Mm-hmm. So like, I've been thinking about Rodney King where like that, the whole thing with that was that the cops got off. Yeah. And that's happened in other situations as well that are more recently. Um, and I'm like, guys, you realize that like, it's all the same team. Like if you defund the police, the team that funds the police and gives them their monopoly on violence is the same team that you're now saying to take care of your schools and is creating situations where these kids like, like we talk about rich neighborhoods versus poor neighborhoods. And I'm like, guys, it's, it's a County budget. If there's a rich and a poor school in the same area, that's not because like the County is not divvying up those dollars in a way that matters to you. So it's just like the intellect. That's going to be my thing is like cognitive dissonance, intellectual honesty versus dishonesty. Mm -hmm. It just blows my mind how it's like, Okay, I already don't like how you're using my money, so let me give you some more of it, yeah. and I want you to use it better next time. Nope, <laughs> this doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. I also think it's hilarious watching the lefties on Twitter and Instagram freak out about the idea of Trump sending martial law in, and it's like, oh, so you're afraid of him sending in the military, which, like, in an abstract sort of way, is the federal police. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so that you, is terrifying. You hate just it, FYI. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's real bad. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> Trump. The worst thing. I, like I could have ever thought Pretty of sure it's illegal. But like they want to abolish local police <laughs> to then like who who's going to take the tax money? Oh, well the IRS agent, so the federal police. So you want to default to just having social workers with clipboards running around and then the federal police. Uh like that's how I see it at oh, least. Yeah. And uh so that blows me away that we went from yelling at Trump about this thing rightfully so mm-hmm. might I add to it all of a sudden becoming the default and also the idea that it's not gonna be instantly privatized 
if police disappear tomorrow, like private companies would start that there'd be Amazon security by next Tuesday. Oh yeah. Like without a doubt. And it'd probably be better. Well, that that's an issue actually with a lot of left-leaning opinions. If you ask me is that if, if you want to dismantle one thing, something else that as a, as a trend you tend to be against, you have to now be for. Mm-hmm. So for example, it's like, okay, we need to defund the police. I'm like, okay, well you better start giving people guns. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well we got to take away the guns. Well then you're going to have more police and they have a monopoly on violence. So it's like, you really, you got to figure out what the way is to take your hands off. Not you, you as lefties, but like, you know, the government's hands off of all of these things because it just makes everybody. On the flip side, like there are other movements that say mm-hmm. like they want to defund in the sense of, I guess, regulate it a little bit more stringently. That's not what defund means though. That so is correct. Words. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but on the flip side. <laughs> words, words are important. <laughs> yeah. um, people are also advocating uh, to train cops better, but they ignore the fact that that probably takes more money, more yeah. time, where they're not actually doing their job. They're in a classroom. So now that defund, you actually need more funds. Exactly. So. Or alternatively, if because the the government's going to get paid no matter how good of a job they do. So if it was a private thing, they could find a cheaper way to, to actually train people to the level that they want. Because I'm sure government's wasting like hundreds of dollars on pieces of paper, you know, like they do. Everything is like way more expensive than it has to be when the state's doing it for so many reasons. So um, many reasons. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, if if Amazon was to like get into the security business, which like we can only dream, right? <laughs> like, I'm sure they would find a way for the same amount of money to crank out four equally as trained officers, or like two twice as trained officers for the same amount of money. Although I'm scared if Amazon were to do it, because that would be drones flying around in the sky. Yeah, we have a we have a history with drones in this country. Skynet would be next. Well, most people don't want to talk about the history of drones in this country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, not that president. He didn't kill kids in Iraq. He didn't do that. No. <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen on Twitter is it was uh, some like meme was floating around like, oh my God, Obama's donating 90% of his wealth to like coronavirus relief. I think that's what it was. So Google Obama 90% to learn more. And the first headline is 90% of Obama drone strikes civilians. Got him. And that's the first headline. And it's like... It's like, I didn't even know that number, so thank God the meme educated me. Dude, I knew about that for a long time, and it's just... I knew there was a lot of drone strikes. I didn't know it was that... Oh, dude. We just bombed the ish out of people in the Middle East, and like... Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, we got to get back to the police, but it's just funny how the cognitive dissonance of like, we have to protect people in our black and brown communities. Meanwhile, we just bomb the crap out of anybody black and brown we can find. Hey, you, black and brown country, we're going to bomb you and station our soldiers in your country. So funny to me. I mean, not funny. It's not funny at all. It's sad. It's a tragedy. America's Navy, a global force for good. America. <laughs> I love those ads, though. <laughs> They're great ads. They're really yeah. good ads. Of course, I'm just like, I feel like it's not a global force for good because they don't pay anyway. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the U.S. Navy, not the global Navy. Exactly. But... <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I feel like that's not how you just work. <laughs> all right. So, there's that. Uh, we also glossed over the fact that we are living in COVID-19 times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The super flu? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's been interesting. Almost feel like we should have talked about that first, kind of yeah. chronologically. Nah. Ah, you know. Well, now we're just like, people People got what they wanted first, and now they're going back. <laughs> little flashback. Right, because all the people protesting are the same people that are like, wear your masks. So they don't care. Yeah, not, not at all. Um, the more those numbers come out, the angrier I get. <laughs> oh, I also, I'm a big laugh. fan about how uh, 
H, um, sorry, who was it? The Who? Oh, yeah. Uh, not the sick band with a pedophile in it, but the World <laughs> Health Organization. Um, Slide that in. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, like, it's very rare that asymptomatic people are spreading the virus. Yeah. And then they backpedaled literally the next day, being like, well, not really. So it's like, sweet. I legit almost knocked over everything from my desk. Like, awesome. Which one is yeah. it? Please. <laughs> yeah. Which one? And the idea that we took their advice from them listening to the Communist China, Communist Party of China. Yeah. Uh, like, we shouldn't have ever Very locked down. I would love to hear yeah, what Snopes has to say about the Communist Party. <laughs> what you should Google is how much China loves Disney's Winnie the Pooh. That is a fun, oh, that's a yeah. fun Google. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they didn't like it. No. Nope. Because it looked like their their guy. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. oh. They were like, yeah, no, 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 play that movie here. We oh, don't play that movie here. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I do Asian impersonations? Is that racist? You're, you're black. You're fine. Well, you're right. Uh, hey. <laughs> he is flexing. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's yeah. the thing, like libertarian view. What is the right thing to do? Because clearly there isn't a problem. For COVID? Oh, I was actually going to go back to the police. Thing. Oh, for the police thing? It, it like the, depends how libertarian you get. But if you go like the Rothbard like and Cap sort of way, it's privatized police. So like every, you essentially join a neighborhood or in a neighborhood, you'd have an HOA. That, like, that, that sounds, that does not sound fun. And then the, a question my wife actually brought up to, with that was like, what happens if you live in the mountains or something like that and you don't have an HOA and you're spaced out? And my response to her is that realistically, the police force as we have it now doesn't exist for them anyway because mm-hmm. it would take them too long to get to their house. Yeah. So they're already policing themselves. Yeah. And like, if you're on my property, I'm going to shoot you kind of a thing. And a lot of people don't realize, especially like guys like us that live in a city, People don't realize just how wild west it is in America when you go just like a little bit outside of what we call civilization is like, that's how Trump gets elected. You have no idea how many of those people are out there and they're very different than you. Two hour drive, we'll get somewhere. Oh yeah. (laughs) I get nervous in a one hour drive and we're in a big city. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too, but for different reasons. (laughs) Like I passed six Confederate flags. Well, rebel battle flags, you know, there'll always be that one troll on Twitter that's like, it's not a but you know (laughs) logistically speaking it would be private police forces like stores would have their own security forces and then they'd have like a economic incentive to have really efficient and pleasant to deal with police because if you went to the apple store and you got thrown to the ground for nothing with a knee on the back of your neck for nine minutes yeah like you would never go back so they have to have and like Times Square would probably have there. I think Rothbard used that as, as an example in For New Liberty. Like Times Square would have like a collective of merchants who are like, we're going to pitch into the security thing uh, or security pool to then pay a company to protect all of our stores. But like think about what it is that police officers do right now. It's not just keep out bad guys. I mean, they're coming in on domestic situations or even like traffic yeah car accidents they show up yeah i think you would have like your preferred security company so like let's say it was like amazon and apple you'd be like all right if i know like stuff starts going down i'm gonna call amazon because i have like a good history with them two-day delivery you know (laughs) 
We probably need it a little faster than two days. Amazon's pretty efficient. <laughs> yeah, you know? But like, so you would know, it'd almost be like an insurance thing. It's like when I need them, I'm going to call Nationwide and they're going to send a guy to my house that I know is going to help me out. But would it also imply that they're they're all still abiding by the same set of rules, right? Which rules? Like United States rules or North Carolina or South Carolina oh, or yeah. whoever. Like you'd have to, I'm sure, like this is all, all assuming police get abolished tomorrow and like the rest of the system is still standing for some reason because mm. um, I, I think if you got rid of the police tomorrow to get to Ankafistan uh, police should not be the first to go <laughs> like we should start rolling we should probably back. do the Fed first <laughs> yeah like the Fed uh, the welfare state gun laws drug law like there are other things to do first before you do police mm-hmm. um, I guess like emotionally though like seeing the police repeatedly kill people mm-hmm. yeah. is probably what makes it feel more of an emergency. Yeah, but the, the thing is, is I think a lot of that is media hysteria because, like, I'm a black guy. I hate getting pulled over. I'm scared. I've got, like, a whole situation to make sure that I he, he knows that I'm good. My license is there. I'm not reaching for anything because, God forbid, you Philando Castile me. But, like, like, it's important, though, to realize that like with the police officers, it's like they really don't kill that many people a year. Yeah, it's and, like three a day. Right, it's it's really low. And then also they don't kill that many black people a year. Um, it's it's pretty low. I, I'd have to get my exact stats, which I'm happy to do if you guys want Washington while we're talking. But you know, you can Google this stuff. It's not hard to find it. Um, weird. A lot of gun deaths and stuff like that you can find on the CDC website. But anyway, um. But, like, so it's really not that bad. The issue right now, I mean, but it is bad. But people need to realize that when we see this type of aggression, that the ones that get media hysteria are almost always going to be a police officer and not, like, your Ahmed Arbery situation. Where it's like, that's the first time in a long time I've seen actual racists caught on tape, like, killing a black guy. Yeah. So that's why, for me, like, I'm always trying to focus not so much on white and black relations because it seems like all the Twitterverse, Instagramverse... Everybody's like, woo, paint Black Lives Matter in your city. Um, so I'm pretty sure that like there's not as many actual racists mm-hmm. as we would like to say there are. But then there's also that flip side of it, the police really aren't killing that many people. So, But it's also like the, the fact that they can get away with it. That's the actual problem. Yeah, but yeah. in a private system, like if you called your, let's just say, nationwide police officer, which like sounds ridiculous yeah, now, but we'll yeah, and he got there and he shot your dog. Like, you'd never do business with Nationwide ever again. You know, like, they're way more accountable. Where here we have, like, in the current system, you have, like, 40,000 people per city marching to get one guy arrested. So one dilemma, yeah. right? Because yeah. I'm just, I can't imagine what the price point would be. The market would figure it out, I guess. Right, but if, I mean, if you think about all their equipment, um, I'm sure that they've got liabilities that they need to cover. Oh, yeah. Um, people aren't exactly jumping to go be security. So that means you better compensate well. Or you're not jumping to be police, but in a new system where it's like, I'm going to call this guy and he has economic incentive to do a good job. Also, like on the flip side. Or but that means to, it is going to cost a pretty penny. Yeah, but then you're also not paying the taxes to fund the police. Interesting. Um, but I think on the flip side of all of that also, you would see a ridiculous jump in gun ownership. Just because it'd be like, oh, if we don't have, like, air quotes, free police anymore, uh, and somebody's breaking into my house, like, I can't wait for them. Um, 
So, and like logistically speaking, uh, police don't stop the bad guy. They catch the bad guy. So like guns are the best way to deal with crime anyways. Already. Oh man, there'd be so many laws. That right. Have to Police are very reactive, whereas guns yeah, are very proactive. Like, I can stop a crime as it's happening, as yeah. opposed to I call the police and it's already happened and, and I got to go it. get them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Logistically speaking, cops can't be everywhere. So that's not even a slam against the system or anything. It's mm-hmm. like, there's just not that many. Jesus, can you imagine if there were enough police? There, if there was a cop in the room right now. Yeah. There would have to be a cop in every room at every street corner. Um, so like just from a logistics standpoint, uh, like guns are better, and for how many guns we have in a country? Oh, I in this know, country? but I feel like the the contrary enemy right away does point at how many gun accidents take place, and but that would be something that, you'd have to. Surprisingly, not a lot. We have more guns than people in the country, and we have like not that many. Like, relatively speaking, every death is a tragedy. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> this, is where, this is where Colin starts to come out. So Uh-oh. the issue is guns <laughs> are so easy to use yeah yet people still can't figure it out and they still have accidents and that's something that just blows my mind which kind of makes me want to take them away from everyone do you know how easy driving is and how many accidents there are with driving yes and that also terrifies me i don't think people should have cars and but like this would be so if you entered into like let's say your landlord was like all right you're allowed to live here but under these conditions you're not allowed to have x y and z rifles because it makes like other tenants feel unsafe because he is the private owner of that thing. You know, so I don't think every place would be like, Oh, you have an M16, like fully auto mod. Like, come on in. Like, I just don't think that'd be the case. Like, I still don't think Harris Teeter would be like, yeah, if you're open carrying like an LMG or something, you're more than welcome. I feel like it, it would kind of be like, all right, you're allowed to concealed carry basically anywhere that's not a elementary school and uh there's another side of that too where cars people pretty much everyone drives a car it is almost a necessity in our country yeah and so but if you've studied any type of like eastern martial arts or anything like that the way they define a weapon is a weapon is anything that extends the force of your arm right it's an extension of the arm right so uh this microphone could be a weapon, a car could be a weapon, anything that extends the force of your arm. So what I like about that definition is it's entirely dependent on the user. It, the weapon is not actually dangerous or, or, or less dangerous because of what it is. Yeah. Another interesting thing is that because we teach all of our 16-year-olds how to drive, like the destructive force of a car, like we've seen people, especially with these George Floyd protests, like literally driving their cars into, into protesters and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and if you ask me, that car in that moment, because of the driver, became a weapon. But we aren't afraid of cars because we all have a car. I mean, I am so, absolutely afraid of cars. Well, <laughs> you know what? I, <laughs> I'm less afraid of cars. Right, right. I just totaled mine like a month and a half ago. Like, I'm afraid of cars still a little bit. So. Oh, yeah, totally, right? <laughs> but then, like, one of the funny things about guns is that if you grow up in a home that has any type of gun culture, like I think of one of my family members who has a lot of guns. And... <laughs> In their family, it's so important that, like, even their children, like, you're not allowed to look at the gun case. Like, and when my nephew, um, we used to shoot, like, a little pellet gun together, and he was, I don't know, 13, teaching me how to use his pellet gun. And he had such specific rules of, like, okay, when I disassemble the gun in this particular way, I will put it on the ground. I will take five steps back, and he would make me count. And then now you may pick it up, load it, and then we can keep shooting at our target. And that was just me and my nephew hanging out. And it's the same thing as at a stop sign, you stop. Yeah. At a green light, you go. Yeah. Yeah, this is the speed limit. And so because we're so comfortable with cars, we don't 
when we see a gun accident, a lot of it, the fear that comes with it is because we don't understand guns. And also, a lot of people don't understand guns because they aren't as accessible as a car. Yeah. So, does that make sense? Oh. Uh, it definitely makes sense. But I guess um, I take for granted my experience with mm-hmm. guns. And I feel much safer around people that shoot guns than I do around most drivers. The thing is... It, like, what are the numbers? Like, 60,000 gun deaths. Like, a little over half of them are suicides. So, like, 30,000. That's already, like, 1 in 10 million chance of dying. And then, like, most of those are, like, crime-related. Anyway, so, like, the amount of people just killing people for nothing is so low. Yeah. Like, it... Every gun law only stops people who follow the law from getting guns. I'm a big fan of the stats, though, of, like, blunt objects that are used. Like, yeah. people are real aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> it's crazy. And then just on, like, a principled level, like, I don't want the state having things that I can't. But like, you, sh- the- you should be able to, like, outgun the state. And, like, if you want it to be real literal- literalist about the Constitution, and, like, I don't care about the Constitution at all. It doesn't work. See, that's where Ryan and I are very different. I think I'm pretty sure that that was a sin in at least eight religions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, if it worked, if the Constitution and Bill of Rights worked, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be on board. But it, clearly it doesn't because they just threw the First Amendment in the trash with the COVID thing. So, like, it's never mattered. They're just making it very blatant that it doesn't matter now. It was an eco-friendly trash, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a recycling thing. Um, it was mostly decomposed anyways. But, uh... <laughs> We don't even know what it says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that amendment? I don't know. <laughs> Shall not be infringed. I mean, it looks like Latin to me. So, but like, <laughs> if you wanted to be like super literal about it, shall not be infringed is as clear as you could possibly be. Mm. And it's with the intent of being able to outgun your government. And I think you and deter invaders. Yeah, and, but like, and the common response is, you think you're going to outgun the military with an AR-15? Blah blah. It's like. People with bricks and water bottles are taking down every major city's police department. Like if we ah, but at the same time, the the cops aren't. Well, it's funny. Like they are and they aren't. Like they're doing some crazy aggressive stuff, which also makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're also not. The police are doing crazy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Like um, recently in downtown. Oh yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, you guys write about that. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. They set up the protesters. Blocked them in and fired smoke in. Washington Post or Times, I think it was Post, covered that as well. That should be like the front page story for the next month. Yeah. Like if that isn't, like, am I on crazy pills? That or how not a problem COVID is, if you're young and healthy. Those two things should be the front. (laughs) Theoretically, would it be illegal to shoot those cops? So... Yeah? <laughs> Jake, you got excited. Oh. <laughs> um, so, two things. Number one, it's really funny when you start talking about defunding the police. It always, uh, you could say, evolves or devolves into a gun rights conversation. Because oh, yeah. 100% yeah. of the time. Because um, the number one thing against gun people is, well, just call the police. Yep. Say, so, well, what if they're not there? Because now we're having that conversation. I'm thrilled by it. Or yeah. if they <laughs> knock uh, the wrong person's door down, shoot them, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brianna Taylor um, <laughs> said it, but <laughs> Duncan Lynch said it. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Maryland State Police doesn't have to say anything until five days after they kill people. Yeah. Said it. Um, anyway, it would not be a libertarian podcast if we didn't bring up Duncan Lynch. <laughs> I mean, but for real though, <laughs> just yeah. you can't just knock on people's homes and throw flashbangs at pregnant women. It's just a bad yeah. idea. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
the other thing though that you're saying though is that that's actually one of the biggest issues with the whole George Floyd thing is we we felt comfortable as a as a with a lot of these different killings too not just George Floyd but specifically him we feel comfortable whipping out our cell phone and saying like look at what this cop is doing hey get off of him but we don't have the courage to be able to say like kick that dude off of yeah. of George Floyd, like save yeah. his life. He is literally at dying at the hands of the state. Because you get shot. Because you get shot, and you and also oh, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And one of my favorite things Rothbard ever said was, "If you and I, I wish I could say it as elegantly as he would say it, but it was, you know, if you're in a tyrannical society based off of if the punishment for aggressing against the state is greater than the punishment for the same aggression against a citizen." Mm-hmm. And I was just that one really opened my. That was a big red pill moment for me, and it's just like we watched them kill this guy and we wouldn't which just like play it out right yeah let's make pretend you're in that moment mm-hmm. you see what he's doing guy clearly cannot breathe mm-hmm. and if he, he hasn't moved for the past minute and you if know? you were to now yeah. go Three in total, yeah. and let's say I don't know tackle the cop or something mm-hmm. first of all George Floyd would still be alive and I feel like then people would play that card like, oh, see, everything was fine. Well, yeah. no, it wasn't fine. You saved this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, in court, you would probably still get prosecuted for assaulting police. And you get yeah. the ish taste out of you when they're getting... If not, I, then shot. I think yeah. if you came running at whatever, like Derek Chauvin or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. if you came running at him, the other cops who were just sitting Derek there watching bag. it happen... Can we just yeah. call him that? Yeah, the other cops who were just sitting there <laughs> watching it happen... Hands in pockets. Sorry, they would have they would have put four in you before you got halfway there. Well, granted, they were on their like what first week, so they probably miss the first two clips. <laughs> because we train our cops for two weeks, so exactly. they're like, "Man, these guys are elusive." Family Guy quote, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, speaking of Derek, show it's just a pivot. The entire thing. Uh, something I had never thought was an issue, or like. I guess I would have said it was an issue, but I never thought of it quite this way. Seeing petitions to get people arrested. Uh, and like in this case, 100% every person is on board with the idea that Derek Chauvin and everybody who was just in there watching should be arrested. But the idea that people like the idea that petitions work to get people arrested. Because let's just play a scenario where like somebody gets shot and like... They say it's a gun, but like media is saying it was a cell phone, but it actually was a gun. Like, or we have edited video to mislead. I'm not a fan of democracy because it's mob rule. I'm really not a fan of democracy when it comes to like jailing people. Your name is Colin all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> hot take. That's the anarcho. That's the. That's where Jake goes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh, this is this is hot take. <laughs> that freaks me out. But you're right, because like it wasn't Duncan Limp, like. Uh, no knock rated for a firearms. Like, yeah, they didn't violation. like that he had a lot of guns and so, and he had a There's, violation from his um from when he was a juvenile and we, so they can't even find five hundred thousand people to sign something that says he should have been locked up. You could find that even though we don't think there's anything wrong with that. We could find people who deal drugs and be like, should this person get locked up? And find people enough people to sign the thing that people would be like, oh, I guess we have to. Well, I'm uneducated, by the way. Do petitions actually have any power? Uh, most of them no. I think there there's some that when they get to a certain point, the White House has to respond, mm-hmm. but they don't have to do anything about it. But it's not even that they do anything. It's the mindset that people are like putting my name on this list. 
I'm okay with if this did have power. It's the same. Uh, it's the same as Instagram posts, though. Like one of the. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, one of the most worthless things to do. So, see, I, I and a lot of people that. don't read petitions. Like I literally just signed a petition because I graduated from Liberty University, and uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. is a giant flaming douchebag full of poo, and I regret that I ever went to that school. Putting it on the record, um, he's just he's just a dirty trash can. I'm like, don't say your school exists to train champions for Christ, but you are just like so politically minded. It's like I know who your God is, and it's not Jesus. But the bottom line, um, I hate my degree, man. I hate telling like when I apply for a job, I hate going. I graduated from. And, uh, <laughs> um, Frick, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. But like, I just signed a petition because he did something super stupid. If you don't know what it is, just Google it. It's not hard to find something stupid he did. It might not even be the one I'm talking about, but it's not hard to find. Um, and I didn't even read the whole petition. I just knew it was against Jerry Falwell Jr. And I'm like, heck yes, I'm signing this cause I hate this guy. So <laughs> my only thing is right now, all of those Instagram posts that are like, what you can do next? Like, okay, I've posted on Instagram. Like, what can I do next? Posting on Instagram, to me, if you're conforming with everything everybody's saying, it's just like patting yourself on the back saying like, guys, me too. Like, I'm I'm on the good side. It's a big group hug. Yeah, but then like, <laughs> on the what you can do next, like people, it's the mindset shift of, oh, I'm one of the good guys. Like, kind of look at me uh, to, oh, this is something I can do to make a change is sign a petition to get this guy locked up. And it's like, I don't want uh, any petition deciding anything. And I, I know that's exactly what a ballot box is. It's a big petition. It's a basically a big petition, yeah. So, like, that's why I have problems with all of it. But it, it seems way too mob ruly when it's so directly, like, this person needs to be locked up. Put your name here if you agree. And, and I also, like, because Derek Douchebag is... He needed... I'm sticking with it. Um, <laughs> he he freaking killed a man oh, and 100%. one of the things that scares Murder me about this is more accurate but uh, mur- yeah in cold blood <laughs> quite literally <laughs> only really <laughs> I, I think it, yeah i think he started on third and then like it got bumped to second i got bumped up see I think all thanks worse, to right? instagram yeah, yeah, posts yeah, yeah. it got bumped from third to second i think and i i think that the the bumping was just the state Social going pressure. yeah like yeah. all right guys see he's bad problems with that me hey, too instagram but let me let me <laughs> but like one of the things that's scary to me too is it's like we need to sign a petition to get this guy to face justice yeah. and i'm like no it you what you have to understand is that that you, you are now seeing how broken your justice system is the mm-hmm. fact that you need a petition to convict someone of murdering a guy yeah. like do you not see how the state like yeah. it just blows my mind i'm like you shouldn't need a petition to get this guy convicted of, of a murder like yeah. you shouldn't need one he just did it it's on camera we have the yeah. evidence send him to the freaking jury you know yeah. what i mean like ah oh, man it makes me that's the blackness in me coming out. I'm getting up, I'm getting upset. I don't like the police. F police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, just watch that. And also, like, when everything is donate to these causes, it's like, you know how you can fight racism? By giving me money. It's like... By the way, if anybody wants to donate to this podcast... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a sponsor. <laughs> like, I don't... Maybe I'm woefully ignorant, but I just feel like nothing can no amount of money can unracist people ah so i'm torn Ooh, go for it let's uh, hear it colin <laughs> so on the one hand a lot of people aren't aware of the issues in society mm-hmm. so that's when i feel like that's Instagram, a different thing for me though because sure. like if you wanted to go off of like how the police are systemically and the public school like 
go down that road and educate people, fine. But that's not what I see out of any of these people of saying like we should. It's all like reform, but it's like you're not saying. And maybe I'm just following the wrong people, you know. But I follow a lot of people. I I haven't seen like this is a st- systemic issue. People focus on the race more than anything. Where I think it should be on the state. People are processing it though in like bite-sized pizzas. You know? Right. Yeah. But did you say bite-sized pizzas? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> um, I I want to hear your thought, Henry, but. One of the things that's interesting is that we, we keep calling it a white-black issue. And when, whenever I hear Americans talk about white-black issues, they, they almost always seem to approach it. This is just my own perception. As if racism is inherently American. Yeah. And that's really funny to me because I'm like, we're just going to forget about Nazi Germany was everyone's favorite example. We're going to forget about apartheid. We're going to forget about those are white people things. So. <laughs> we're going to forget about, you know, Christians love to be like, man, Jesus went out of his way to talk to the woman in Samaria. I'm like, guys, racism. Like it's existed in all time for all time. So it has been that, around forever. That Tom Segura bit, Asians are super racist, apparently. Oh, well, what's funny is that Asians are actually kind of racist between each other sometimes. Like, you ever call a Korean guy Chinese? He will flip his lid. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just like... So, 100%. And uh, I just guess that people didn't recognize it when it's right in front of them, right? So they definitely don't know world history. Um, really. I just kind of take yeah, that as a gift. Exactly. Uh, I wasn't going to go there, but... <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, so am I. I'm State indoctrination. Some, <laughs> I'm just some idiot who read some books. Like... <laughs> But so reading books, who does that anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's on my iPhone. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely, like it's it's all over the place. But I guess people are obviously more concerned about what's taking place in their community, which can't blame them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they do ignore what's been happening right in their own city, yeah. and it's because it's been inconvenient. That does seem like a problem, mm-hmm. and they just don't feel like talking about it because it sucks to talk about. And if your life mm-hmm. doesn't experience that, yeah, I totally get how they should probably at least see a window into what's been going on with the money that they pay in taxes, right? Yeah. I mean, like, to, to me, they it's always framed as if you want to fight racism. And I guess, like, to on top of that police brutality. So, well, to fight police brutality, we're going to need to reform the entire system. And I guess unless you're lobbying police unions, like, no amount of money is going to change that. I'm surprised internally... I, granted, I don't know what it's like to be a cop, but I'm surprised that internally we don't hear that much, I guess, like dispute. We see some Instagram videos of cops being like, I think that's wrong. But I would love to know inside the department, are they having a big meeting of like, what are you doing yeah. or something? I've seen some like virtue signaling posts and it's usually right. righties who post it where it's like all the pro- protesters are like standing in front of like a row of cops like. Which isn't that a red flag? And then flag? they all just like kneel down and everyone goes, Whoa, you guys rock! And like, I'm like, Wow, you flipped your lid quick. But like, <laughs> isn't that a red flag when something like be nice to other people becomes political? That's such a red flag to me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Manipulation. 100%. And also, you can't have any real conversations when situations become political. So, like, someone in our church, um, I was told that someone in our church, like, was like, You guys are getting real political with this whole thing, so we're leaving the church. And it's like, why is, why is, and I understand because it gets co-opted, you know, mm-hmm. but like, why is Black Lives Matter a, a political stance that's right or left? Or why is, why is COVID lockdown a political stance that returns right or left? Like, why can't we just Google numbers and do it for ourselves? 
uh, on the Black Lives Matter thing, I think it's because the right has such a... And you see it right now with the abolish the police thing. Mm-hmm. They love the police and military so much. And Black Lives Matter is, they'll admit it, uh, I guess not anti-police, but uh, shine the light on the police thing. And the instinctual right-wing thing to do is be like, they don't do anything wrong, though. Like, there's a few bad apples. And it, oh, so it's like, which is, so, you know, so I think that's why it becomes political. Because one side, like... Worships is not the right word, but I hope you know what I mean. Like, they look up to them well, a Well, they lot. both do, though. And that's, like, I've gotten some flack, surprisingly, only from Christians, because <laughs> yeah. they're the worst. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. By the way, everyone in this room is a Christian, so <laughs> we... I, I say that with Context. all... Context. <laughs> I can say this. Um, but, like, what's interesting is I've gotten some flack from Christians, because, like... I'm not injecting enough Jesus into the things that I have to say about this yeah. when really the whole thing I'm trying to say whenever we talk about George Floyd, defund the police, all these things is that you've got the right who's like support the troops, blue lives matter, all lives matter. They're the biggest statists in the world and what they what they worship are the arms of the state that protect them, yeah. right? But then you go to the left and it's like um gay rights, uh protect the planet stay inside because of COVID, like all these different things. And what they worship is the state that serves them. And so both people, no matter what their opinion is, ultimately it's statist. And so they don't realize that like you can vote for Joe Biden, who by the way is super freaking racist and you could vote for Donald Trump. Very clear minded. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Um, and, or you can vote for Donald Trump who, by the way, super freaking racist. It's just like, and, and you're not fixing any problems. You're just giving power to the state, whether it's through your blue color or your red color. And the net result will be the same. Or you could vote for Joe Jorgensen. Shout out. Because <laughs> what Jake, you're not you're not on board? I don't know. She's definitely smarter than freaking Trump. She's not <laughs> I, I was I was pro Hornberger. I think both of us were. I like Hornberger. She, she a lot. is so much better. And like, I follow her on Twitter and she's been so good on every issue that I've really? seen her tweet about. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like the perfect marketing scheme. Like everybody seems good until they get there and then See, but libertarians like mean it. I I I That was quite the gesture, Henry. There's no camera. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but I think libertarians mean it because like conservatives are the quote small government party or Republicans rather are the small government party. When's the last time they made the government smaller in anything? Oh my God. Like, they only make it bigger? I mean like, like cutting a million here and there from like Meals on Wheels and PBS. And then like adding millions touching. to missiles. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not touching the entitlements, you're not doing anything about the budget. And you can't tell me like that's wrong because it's 66% of it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention by design, it's a debt economy. Like they have no interest in cutting down the debt ever. We should talk yeah. about the Fed, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm pro secession. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm trying to stay alive, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. And it, it's so aggravating because. Like that, that to me is, is the biggest, is the biggest issue to me is that we've got people who are red or blue and they're, the net results the same, no matter who you vote for, like everyone, like it, oh man, it pisses me off. Can I say piss? We're trying not to cuss on this podcast because we want to share it with our parents. Um, (laughs) but like not, not yours, but, um, (laughs) but like, (laughs) (laughs) family, um, but like it just blows my mind because we've got these people who are going to take like the murder of a man mm-hmm. and use it to score political points on Trump which by and the way say bigger right and, yeah. and 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 also give more power to the state which killed 
George Floyd. Yeah. So it's like this cycle to me that is just so it's disrespectful to George Floyd's family. It's not giving you the thing you want, whether I agree with it or not. Mm -hmm. And then also you're going to end up with the same result and the cognitive dissonance it takes to do use that to do it with Trump as president versus the actual riots that I lived through under Obama's presidency. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, it's the same, no matter what. Like Biden can get himself like a black trans woman if he wants as a vice president, and the result will be the same. Yeah. Although, like, I guess, like in Henry's idealistic world, if we didn't have outrage culture, if people could just like sit in the moment of what took place and just be like, and think to themselves, like literally shut off the computer, put your phone away, and just being like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And then start to educate on cultures to be like, oh maybe something's going on as opposed to like this knee-jerk reaction of these are my beliefs yeah, yeah. you know oh yeah super annoying and yeah. then you get those people that are like rightfully so and outside of race the news has proven to us hot take is a black guy but i'm just saying because i have the same <laughs> um <laughs> that's my favorite thing ever um but like even like i even I, when I first saw that George Floyd had died at the hands of the police officer, I wanted to know what else happened. Like, besides just this clip, the, at the time for me, when I first watched it, it was a two-minute clip, what happened here? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the people who said, like, I want to wait until I see more of what happens, and then people were like, oh, you're racist. I'm like, that's not fair. Because it's not, for them, for the honest ones of those people, it's not about race or police or any of that. It's just that... You know, we had all these people. Well, uh, let me limit my hot takes. But the bottom line is, the news has re has repeatedly given us all this information, created hysteria, said you need to re behave this way, say these things, support these causes, and then you give it a little bit of time. They don't recant, so most yeah. people hold on to those opinions, and then it's like, what are we left with? So I think it's it's just crazy the outrage culture because it it gives people permission not to think and instead to just call people names right and then what happens when there's real evil and then we just yeah. say something we don't even know we're siding with evil and in this case obviously the evil here is you know what's his face douchebag but like <laughs> like there there's real evil out there that would love to capitalize on you just going everything's fine you know oh man yeah. same deal with like the if you're if you're silent uh, you're essentially siding with the oppressor. Oh, hate that. Oh, and I've, I've got, oh, sorry. To like, on the one extent, I get it. Because clearly, if you don't do anything in the long run, like, yeah, mm. sure. On the flip side, like, is there not like a timetable for this? Like, how much is, is it like 10 minutes, 24 hours, 72 hours? Like, I legit am not a big fan of just going online and just saying stuff. Yeah. But I want to sulk in it. I want to think about it. Yeah. Um, and now I'm being told that I'm racist if I do that. Mm -hmm. Now, if I regurgitate wrong information, I'm going to get flack too. I had uh, high school friends say like, oh, Mr. Politics guy, awfully quiet on this one. It's like, well, you've never once cared about what I had to say. Right. When it Because it didn't fit your narrative. Like, I agree with 99% of what people are saying. Especially now that we're talking about abolishing the police. Wow. Am I, <laughs> am I on board with that? But like, I... Me posting Black Lives Matter to my four followers is not going to do a darn thing. And then I actually give my take of like, maybe here's why like a market situation for this like situation or industry might be better. I think this is, this is how it would work, blah, blah, blah. And then I get people saying like, yeah, I disagree. And it's like, okay, well, 
So now I, I guess your shot. Instagram post was posturing because when someone brings a solution to the table, you don't even want to like hear and more about it. I don't even want to say like it's just posturing because like if you haven't bought into like the taxation is theft, the state is aggression sort of like mindset, saying abolish the police is rightfully terrifying. I get it. Yeah. But to to them tell me like you're awfully quiet about this one. So I don't want to be one of the three billion people talking about this one. As if they can dictate thing. what you should talk about. Yeah. Like, not to mention, this is my favorite aspect of all of this. If you didn't post about it, you're a bad guy. But if you did post about it and you hashtagged Black Lives Matter and you did like the Black Square, for example, supposedly that was clogging up the yeah. tag feed and now you're, you're doing something. I had somebody go, what, are we supposed to say nothing? And then they posted a Black Square. And I was just like, so pensive. I was like, how is that? I'm so confused. Also, like, it's, it's the whole idea that, like, if you didn't post about it, it didn't happen, which is super, super annoying. I'm so done with seeing pictures of people's Bibles and coffee mugs. Yeah. Like, A, I don't care, right? <laughs> I assumed that you would be reading your Bible if that's what you do. Yeah. I really didn't need to see, or, like, the stories of, like, people cooking bacon. Like, ugh, so boring. Um, also, people in their home studio saying on the grind with zero new songs released. Oh. Uh, wrong musicians. So that hit in a special kind of way for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm one of them. How many songs have we worked on that we didn't put out? Every single one of them. You too. Right? All of them. Yep. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Good songs, though. Yeah, not bad. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, too emotionally shy to put them out. So I'll do yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, that was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Lunch Boys podcast. I think we're going to try and do this maybe once a week, mm-hmm. but don't quote me on that until it happens. Yeah. Um, and uh, just stay thinking. Much love. <laughs>